0: Hello everybody, this is Amir and you're listening to International Voices at Queens, a supportive listening space for members of the university community recorded on the occupied lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee people. In this episode, we're talking about finance and financial problems as probably the most challenging issues every international student face, and our special guest is Kamyar Goudarzi. He is pursuing his PhD degree at the Smith School of Business here at Queen's. Hello, Kamyar. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Amir. Thank you for having me, and I'm happy to be here and share my experience with your listeners.
0: Thank you very much. So, I can remember during the first months of living in Canada, we were like exchanging everything's price from Canadian dollar to our home country's currency before buying it. And we were wondering if we were actually going to be able to afford the living costs in Canada. Well, as everybody knows, students here have the lowest income among all other types of jobs. And we realized we couldn't keep that situation going forward. It wasn't as scary as it seems now, but we were still struggling to make ends meet, and I assume that other students are going through the same, more or less the same path that we have gone through. So Kamyar, how have you taken control of your finances in the first months in Canada?
1: Well, personally, I've tried to have a system in place to manage my finances. And and I know for me, and as well as other international students, the challenge is quite unique. Coming from a different banking system, a different institutional environment, and settling in in Canada, it takes quite a while to learn about the details of the banking system and how to manage your finances. So so I've tried to have a system in place where I constantly track and monitor Mm -hmm. what I earn, what I spend, and, and how much I can save so I think I've been successful until now. And, I, and the good thing about having this system in place is that I've also learned a lot during the process. So it makes me search. It makes me track my habits. And, and I understand myself better as well, because as I track my expenses and my my spending habits, I think I get a better understanding of my own preferences and tastes.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, Well, that was very good. Uh, So do you think that students can develop such a system before coming to Canada or you think that it's only viable after living here?
1: That's a a good point. Um, I think you can develop the mindset before coming here, but there's a lot of details that you begin to realize. There's a lot of expenses that you begin to realize once you are here in Canada. So it might not be realistic to devise a plan before you enter Canada because Mm. it it will take you about a month or two at least to actually understand what your fixed uh, costs are, what your discretionary uh, expenses are, and, and so on. But I think the best way to think about it is to have a plan that tracks your expenditures and your income and also to set a goal for your savings. And I think there's a lot of applications as well, like called budgeting applications that you, you with an easy search, I think you can find plenty of those. Those can be very helpful in, in uh, managing expenses. There's also, you, you can also use a simple Excel sheet. Like I do that myself. So I have this Excel sheet where I try to keep track of my, Finances. So, having a plan in place that tracks your expenses, your income, and sets a saving goal is, I think, um, important. So, so for the, for instance, for the fixed expenditures, what do you want to track is your rent, your utilities, if you're paying that, your phone plan, um, tuition expenses, subscriptions that you might have. So, those are fixed expenses that, that you need to keep track of, and then deducting that from your income you, sh- you should be able to adjust your discretionary expenses and the variable expenses that you incur with what is left of your income after deducting the fixed expenses
0: uh i would also like to add a couple of more items to the list that Com mentioned as the additional expenses depending on your background you might need to buy some clothes that are resistant to canada's cold weather And then if you rent an unfurnished apartment building, you have to take the furnishing costs into account. Also, depending on the city you leave, you might need to pay various shipment fees to some companies.
1: Just another point I want to add is Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's a good idea to talk to students in similar circumstances before coming to Canada about their expenses. And I know people will differ in how open they are in talking about their finances, but it's a good idea to try and Talk to them and see beforehand what expenses you are expecting.
0: Great. We have discussed the expenses to some extent. And before moving to more positive topics like earnings and money, let's hear what resources Career Services at Queen's offer.
2: Hi, everyone. I'm Annika and working for Career Services in Queen's International Centre as a job search advisor for international students. And I would like to give you a brief overview on how Career Services can support you as an international student in finding a job and getting valuable work experience in Canada. We have a number of workshops that will support you in creating a resume and cover letter, help you preparing for interviews or getting more proficient at networking. Starting in September, we also offer these workshops specifically for international students, taking foreign work experience, cultural aspects and other factors into account. We are also just about to launch a new appointment type specifically for you, which will be called Job Search Advising for International Students. These appointments can help you no matter at what stage you currently are. If you need support applying for a summer job, an internship, find a volunteering position or whether you are about to graduate and enter the job market. All your questions regarding job search as an international students can be targeted in these appointments and you can book them through my career. You can also attend the job search drop-in advising for international students every Monday from 9 to 11 a.m. and every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. You don't need to make an appointment and you can find the link on the quick event calendar. Also keep an eye on the in- International Center's homepage as more information about our upcoming new workshops will be published there in a short while. I'm looking forward to seeing you in a workshop or in a one-on-one appointment.
0: All right, Kamyar. uh how international students can earn some money? What is your own experience in this area?
1: Um, so I think as an international student, you're permitted to work up to 20 hours Per week. uh, And you can do that by working off campus or on campus. Uh, For me personally, I prefer to find additional TA or RA opportunities that can supplement my income. But I know of many other students who find work outside of school. So you can earn uh, money by work, by doing general work outside of campus um, as well. It's also, I think, a very good idea to search for scholarships that you might find helpful. So make sure that you inquire from your graduate office and the Queen's website for opportunities that might be available to
0: apply for um, scholarships. Mm-hmm. All right. Also wanted to remind that Queen's has the program named work-study program that students who are willing to work on campus should apply for it and then if they will be eligible, they can apply for on-campus part-time positions through the career services website. All right, as you know, in Canada, anyone earning money has to pay their income tax and complete an annual income tax return that goes to the government. Uh, What resources would you recommend to students to learn more about this process?
1: Yes. So, um, so that's, that's very important. And as a student, uh, you might not have much of a taxable income, but there's a lot of tax credits and benefits that you can use. So it's always a good idea to have an in-depth understanding of the tax process. And one of the resources that I found very helpful is Queens International Center that offers workshops when you're approaching the tax season. I think they schedule multiple workshops over at least I think a month or two, one workshop or two a week. Uh, and they discuss how to fill tax forms, and they will they're ready to answer any questions that you might have. So so even though you might not have a lot of taxable income, it's it's a good idea to attend those workshops to ask for. Um, information, particularly about how you can save on taxes and how you can get the tax credits and benefits.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, thank you for your great answer so far. Um, Sometimes, hopefully, students can save some money, fingers crossed, and they start digging information. Do you have any suggestions regarding saving our money?
1: Yep. There's this classic book on Wealth Management and Personal Finance is called The Richest Man in Babylon. It's mm-hmm. it's a very famous classic uh, book. And I know a lot of investors have probably read that. But one of the uh, most important and fundamental advices that it gives in regards to saving is that you should only spend nine out of every 10 coins that goes into your pocket. So so it, it advises you to always try and save 10% of what you earn. It might not be realistic in a situation where you're limited to a student budget, but it's always a good habit to, to, to develop. So, um, so there's a few ways that I would approach savings. And a lot of them might seem trivial or small, but they do add up over time. So first of all, it's, it's a good idea to target a fixed amount of investing. If it's 10%, it's great. If it's more, then even better. But even if it's much less than that, try and build the habit of saving. It it will really like help you over the long run. Um, Another thing is that there are applications, for instance, that you can use for saving. So some of the banking applications that I've seen and some other third-party applications, they are linked to your bank account. and, And when you spend, it rounds up the change Mm-hmm. and it automatically saves you that change, right? And, and over time, it really adds up. Uh, I've, I've had one of those applications, and it's surprising how much you can save by just saving the change. And, 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 and the applications do that automatically. Right. Yeah. So that's something you might want to see. It's not a bad idea. I think one of the most important things that you can do when it comes to saving is to take advantage of your student status, and what I mean by that is that companies categorize their customers and they they sell the same product to different customers at different prices, right? Mm-hmm. So you might be able to find deals for students on a lot of the products and you don't really need to pay full price on those. So for instance, there's this uh, SPC card that you can get. I think it's a $10 subscription over the year and, and it offers you... 10, 15, 20% discount on, on most of on food, on accessories, on clothing, and so on. So, so make sure that you research all the benefits that is available to you as a student and all the discounts that you can get. So that's the way to save indirectly by, by not paying the full price. And it's and as
0: a student, it makes sense to research those. Great, Kamir. Perfect pieces of advice. Thank you so much. Uh, I just want to add two other ways of not paying full price for for your desired commodities. Uh, The first one is called price match, which is common among some of the stores in Canada. If you find out that a store has provided a discount on something, but you are in another store purchasing that item, you can show the corresponding flyer to the cashier or the customer service. Uh, It's okay to be online. Uh, to get the discount from that other store. And uh, the second one is called rain checks. The rain checks is a term I think coming from sports and it is referred to a a situation when you buy a ticket to see a game and the game gets cancelled because of the rain and for the rescheduled game you don't need to pay for the ticket again. And likewise when an item has a discount and the store is out of stock you can get that range check from the customer service and buy later with that lower price even when that item is not on the sale. So
1: while we're at hmm? the issue of saving, just two more points that I wanted to add. Sure. One is that you can cut a lot of expenses by sharing. And that is a very good practical strategy. You can share a lot of subscriptions, you mm-hmm. can um, share memberships and so on. Uh, so I've seen that is as uh, very strongly practiced among students. And I, and I think that's a very good way of, of saving. So, so sharing will benefit you. And a final point is don't lose money. And I'm, I'm referring to a lot of the scams that's yeah, mm. that might be here, like that I've never heard of. So, and I've heard some terrifying stories yeah. about these scams. So, so, people call you saying that the Canada Revenue Agency is, is coming to arrest <laughs> you because you have an outstanding bill yeah. or so on. And, and I've seen people fall for this, especially if you're not uh, well accustomed to the financial system here. So, beware of these scams, there's a lot of these. And also beware of scams that offer you prizes or rewards that are simply too good to be true. So be skeptical
0: of any of these. Well, exactly. Thank you again for raising another important issue here. And uh, probably we're going to have a separate episode in the future season about scams and how to avoid them in Canada. But then again, thank you very much for, for your suggestions to saving money. Unfortunately, we are getting close to the end of the program. Kamyar, would you want to share any final thoughts with our listeners?
1: Um, I think I've covered most of the things uh, that I had planned to say. But just to, I guess, summarize what we've talked about, I think have a financial plan, track your expenses, mm-hmm. and optimize your spending, save, and don't lose money.
0: <laughs> great, that was good. Uh, thank you very much again. Uh, it was a great pleasure to talk with you, Kamir. Thank you.
1: A pleasure was mine. Thank you.
0: You've listened to the International Voices at Queen's, a podcast produced by the Queen's University International Center and Student Academic Success Services. I would like to thank Sadaf Amini for creating the music for this episode. Please support her work on her website, sadafamini.ca and other social media apps. I would also like to thank CFRC and Sylvia for the support. On behalf of the producers, Lydia, Elisa, and myself, thank you all for listening to this episode. Please tune in to the coming episodes and engage with us on social media with comments and questions. Goodbye and take care.